Fundamental reality. Fundamentalism is not just a type of Christianity. Fundamentalism puts scripture at the center of a specific ontology. Fundamentalists in the conventional understanding of the term adhere to a literal interpretation of scripture. At the center of scripture is the creation story. Taken literally scripture provides fundamentalists a conception of reality incompatible with the one held by non-Christians. In the fundamentalists' conception of reality, everything physical belongs to God. The completeness and the totality of this conception of things cannot be overstated. The idea that God actually owns reality imposes a unique ontology onto us. To think reality is an accident or meaningless event, or to believe God created reality out of a physical substance with an independent existence, is inconsistent with the Genesis account. The scriptural story of creation tells us reality was formed, in the way a story is created by a human author. In the fundamentalist idea of reality, the subatomic, to the grandest galaxy cluster, is God's sole and totally owned property. We have no inalienable rights in respect to God. Our rights are secondary and derived from God's mercy. We have what falls from his table. Unless we can think of ourselves and all of reality as an idea of God, we will never be able to understand the natural order and how it works. God spoke the world into existence. It was created good because the thoughts of God are good. Man was formed from the earth, whereafter he breathed into man the breath of life. Man is a living soul. This is difficult to understand if we persist in thinking we are physical beings. Descartes was not alone in his assumption man was to be understood as a physical creature of flesh. In his Meditations of First Philosophy, 6 he writes, And because I likewise remembered that I had formerly made use of my senses rather than my reason, and recognized that the ideas which I formed of myself were not so distinct as those which I perceived through the senses, and that they were most frequently even composed of portions of these last, I persuaded myself easily that I had no idea in my mind which had not formerly come to me through the senses. This kind of thinking is phenomenology, the belief that our thoughts are derived from perceptions acquired through the senses. Scripture, however, says this. 2 Peter 1 verse 4 Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. We are partakers of the divine nature. But what is the divine nature, surely not physical matter? The world likes to claim we are made from the dust of the stars. Scripture tells us we are formed as an idea. Joe 1,1-5 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. 
and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The Word spoke and made the world, and the words spoken were good. This is the origin of the moral good for we are made perfect in him through our attainment of moral perfection. We have sinned but the sinful can achieve moral perfection through the church. 1 Peter 2 verses 9-10 But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 10 Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Matt. 548 Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. 2 Timothy 3 verse 17 That the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Philosophy 315 Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded, and if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. This is why we are saved in faith and not by the law, for the law is a doctrine of works in the flesh. We cannot be perfect in the flesh or through the flesh, but are made perfect in our ideas, which expresses our faith. 1 Timothy 1 verse 9 Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers. Galatians 3 verse 3, Are ye so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Romans 2 verses 12 to 15, For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law, and as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law, for not the hearers of the law are just before God but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these, having not the law, are a law unto themselves, which shew the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the mean while accusing or else excusing one another winky face. If it is wrong to murder and we could be a good person by never committing a murder, we might actually be dead or inanimate, as dead and inanimate objects cannot murder. We could alter the law and specify men ought not to murder other men, or perhaps redefine men as meaning other persons to make it clear it is wrong to murder women. To make the law more accurate still, we might specify we are not to murder homo sapiens. But we would still have to define what murder is and perhaps clarify that killing another person while defending one's life or country or the life of an innocent person or in the line of duty does not constitute murder. Then we might also need to clarify accidental death and death that was not intentional, as in the process of surgery, as being excluded from our idea of murder. The point is, relying on law is never a simple matter. 
Being legalistic is often a good indication one is not a good person. Luke 11.46 And he said, Woe unto you also, ye lawyers! For ye laid men with burdens grievous to be born, and ye yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. John 7.19 Did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keepeth the law? Why go ye about to kill me? Romans 2 verses 12-15 For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law, and as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these, having not the law, are a law unto themselves, which shew the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the mean while accusing or else excusing one another winky face. Romans 2 verses 17-22 Behold, thou art called a Jew, and restest in the law, and makest thy boast of God, and knowest his will, and approvest the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law, and art confident that thou thyself art a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which hast the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law. Thou therefore which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself? Thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery, dost thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? 1 Corinthians 11 verse 14 Doth not even nature itself teach you, that, if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? The law is nothing more than opinion codified into a regulation enforced by those with authority. There is nothing sacred about the law. Indeed, even secularists know there are laws that ought not be obeyed. Even those who are without God know there is a higher truth than is contained in the law and to which we must all answer. What does this mean, that there is a higher law to which all men are answerable, above even that of our constitution and all laws and commands of men? If the world is composed of physical matter, how can there be a higher law than the law formulated by human beings? Neither the laws of nature nor yet the laws of man express fundamental reality. It is not nature nor yet legislatures that we owe ultimate allegiance to. Who then holds ultimate power but God and whose law must we be answerable to ultimately but God's law? Nature cannot call us to account and without accountability the law is just a statement of preference. Call it what you will. The ultimate truth is the truth of God. Call it what you will the ultimate reality is the reality of God, to which we must all answer. No law of man or nature can excuse us from our moral duty, to do what is right. We cannot find this universal, absolute law, anywhere in nature, but only in the truth, God has provided us. The truth of God is the ultimate reality.